0: Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders, while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: Hey y'all, 7 Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by the Armchair Media Network. The rookie QBs keep giving us hope. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. chair of the Don't Draft Kickers Committee. And with me, as always, is AJ, I told you Isaiah Simmons was a hit, Marquesi.
0: <laughs> uh, that This is not the week to say that to me, Rob.
1: Yeah, you sound like uh, you've got no words for us today, um, but we will be talking about all the NFL rookies who thrived and struggled in week seven, so let's hit it. Seven.
0: Seven. 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 One, two, one, two, three, four. Seven rounds in heaven with my baby driving up. To Cleveland, maybe looking for a Lawrence or Suelle. Don't draft specialists on the first day. eh? Don't draft specialists on the second day. eh? Maybe draft a punter in the sixth. We'll see. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together.
1: Let's go seven
0: rounds forever, that's a song.
1: It is finally over. Football is in full effect with many teams strutting their stuff, and the MLB playoffs are in full swing. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at BetOnline. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to Bet Online today and use promo code ARMCHAIR to take full advantages of all their great sign up bonuses. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Before we jump into NFL rookie talk, some sad news, especially for AJ. The 2021 East West Shrine game is officially canceled.
0: Very sad news. Uh, first of all, I, I love it because it gets to showcase the trop, and that's my favorite stadium in all sports. <laughs> Uh, but like on a on a realistic note, it, it sucks very much for those you know day three UDFA guys that go there and get a chance to shine. And uh, I don't know, it's always a fun week, and I uh, I'm not surprised at all. I, I fully expect the senior world to get canceled as well, but uh, it does suck.
1: Well, the, the twenty if you look back, the 2020 East West Shrine Game roster is like one of the best I think over the last 20 years or so. And uh, there was so many guys who actually did get drafted off those rosters. Yeah. And two of the best rookies this year both played in it. Michael Unwenu and James Robinson were both at the East-West Shrine game. And I remember Unwenu being considered the best guy there. Yeah. And like that's when he really started to build a name for himself. And obviously, he's been one of the best rookies this year. And so, yeah, it really sucks for those those kind of fringe, day-three, UDFA type of guys who, who can do enough down in tampa to kind of solidify themselves as a as a sixth seventh round type draft pick
0: yeah because there's always a couple guys like you know that the obvious riser guys but then even so even more so like i'm sure just making connections between scouts and stuff from uh from the player's perspective to like push a guy like you said from a udfa to a late round pick or like even just finding a, a landing spot with a team as a udfa right and Maybe the Jaguars were uh, all in on James Robinson that week, and it, it paid off in, in strides. And I remember Robinson's hype, con- it's not like it was big hype, but his name first uh, started kind of coming out of that week. So um, we'll see what happens with the PA Bowl and the, and the Senior Bowl, but my hopes are uh, really low.
1: Yeah, it, we, we talked about how this past draft was going to be the, the strangest um, or, or, like, sketchiest almost it, ever. And, and this upcoming one's looking like... Because obviously COVID's still impacting everything. Yeah. This upcoming one looks like it's going to be even more so because, look, we lose the East West Ryan game. We're probably losing the PA Bowl. We're probably losing the Senior Bowl. The college football season's been shortened. And yeah. there's been a lot of guys who have opted out uh, and declared. And, and then on, t- on top of that, we don't know what's going to happen with the NFL Combine whether they're actually going to be able to go forward with it or if they're going to have to go forward with it with less people. Like, there's so much up in the air. Um, It's going to be super, super strange, weird to track. And uh, speaking of college guys opting out, we had two more opt out and declare for the draft this week. Uh, Mississippi State running back Kylan Hill and Duke corner Mark Gilbert. Uh, Start with Hill, AJ.
0: (laughs) Hill, I I wasn't the highest on in the summer, and then he looked good in the passing game. And then the Mike Leach attack the week one when we all bought in. And then uh, (laughs) that offense fell apart, so... Apparently he just wasn't happy with the coaching staff, which it never felt like a perfect, a perfect relationship there. Anyways, perfect fit. And after week one, I was hopeful, but um, yeah, it just fell apart. Not not the biggest yeah. fan, like I said, but we'll see.
1: Mike Leach ran that thing into the ground as fast as <laughs> anyone's ever done anything. Um, yeah, that, that he cuts like Hill, obviously fine pass catcher wasn't necessarily known for it coming into the year led the sec in rushing last year and then enter the air raid and basically all his touches are coming as a pass catcher and, and you can understand why a running back um with some of the hype he has because i think for some people not not i don't think for either of us but some people see him as a top 100 type running back yeah and, and then to have average like three to five carries a game you can understand why he's upset and obviously especially when the air raid is not really worked in the sec <laughs> at this point um I mean, I, I totally get it. The, that program is, I don't know, I love Mike Leach. I own his book. But but the whole Mike Leach experience has unfolded in under two months, and uh, <laughs> who, who who knows if uh, Mississippi State will, will be regretting the decision. Um, and then with Duke, or with Mark Gilbert and Duke, he, he's an interesting guy because, like, three years ago, he was a legit, like, there was some hype around him. Yeah, what, the six, seven he, interceptions he had, or
0: something three
1: years ago? Yeah, and, and, and just injury after injury. Um, yeah. Like, I think he missed all of 2018. It was a bad hip. Then he tore his ACL in 2019, I think, and then only played two games before opting out this year. Um, but in 2017, he's all the ACC. Six picks, 15 pass deflection. He's a long... Um, well, he, he, he's one, and, and he was really fluid back then. It, obviously, it's been some time, and I, I'm pretty sure he's Drew Reeves' cousin. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, like, when I watched him three years ago, two years ago, I, I had a draftable grade. Like, he's a day three guy, but obviously everything with him is going to come down to medicals. Um, That's- I have a hard time seeing a guy with that type of medical history. Yeah. and who who's only played in four games in the last three years getting drafted but hey this this seasons gonna be unlike any other so who knows
0: I agree but it just like it adds to the wildness of like what we what we just talked about of what this class is gonna be because like what uh I, I don't know just that's good. that's gonna be such a weird evaluation and
1: uh yes
0: but again I, I don't know maybe if oh, you know if a bunch of seniors uh take that extra year, COVID year, whatever they're calling it. Um, maybe teams are going to fall back on a guy that, that looks good like that. I'm not saying early, but maybe in, in the late rounds, you take a shot at someone like that that showed potential. I don't know, man. It's going to be wild. It's going to be weird and interesting, man.
1: <laughs> Very much so. Um, and the other thing to note with the Gilbert thing is he, he's a redshirt senior, and mm-hmm. because of that COVID Extra year, he like technically declares for the draft, and that's gonna have to happen with every player this year,
0: yeah. Yeah,
1: AJ's worst nightmare,
0: yeah. It's good. <laughs> I'm already dreading it that what is it, the early January when we're getting ready for the divisional round or whatever, and all these guys, the declaration deadline. It, it's usually about like January 20th or something like
1: that, yeah.
0: I, I could anyway, try, it doesn't really matter.
1: Let's talk about the guy, let's talk about the guys who have now. Entered the NFL Whoa. and uh, look at some of these week seven rookies. And, and let's start with the QB rundown. Uh, you you had that Bengals-Browns game. I had the Chargers-Jags. So why don't you start us off with uh, Joe Coolborough?
0: Yeah, and I had the Cowboys-Washington game. We'll get there in a bit on Ben DiNucci, but Yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> I uh... Actually, no, I'll start with Ben DiNucci. He had as many sacks as completion uh, as passing attempts. So there you go, three. Uh... <laughs> Anyways. I think Burrow just looked like he has all year long, man. He, he Another 400-yard passing game where he threw the ball 47 times. Uh, completed 35 of them. Just, like, composed as hell. He, he had the Bengals in the position to win. He, I mean, he really won that game, and then Baker pulled it off. But uh, making plays off script. We saw that on the game winning should have been drive. Uh, also on the same drive. Converted a third and 11 in a, on a draw, which has been deadly for the Bengals this year when they've called it. And I think... Joe's been uh, audible into at the line, which is great. Um, And then (laughs) classic, like this year, when he got sacked, it was happening within a second of the snap and he had no chance. And it it happened frequently. Um, I think, like, the positive thing, like, uh, it was a great game. It was. And this is what he's kind of been. It's back to the week one to four, Burrow, right? But positively, I I think he threw the ball downfield, probably the best he's done all year. And, like, I think that's the one thing we haven't gotten consistently from Joe Burrow. Um, and this Bengals offense, and it was just a lot of more like, it wasn't like, it, it's not like Herbert with that pr- vertical passing attack where he's hitting one every single game, and it, it's going for 70 yards to Jalen Guyton or whatever. It's more like, you know, 25 yards sideline throw to Higgins, or A.J. Green, or whatever like that. I, I think they just got to keep building around him and letting him do those things more consistently. Um, and then the one pick was, you know, it was just bad at the line in the red zone, but uh, it, it got deflected, and it was kind of bad luck. But, all in all, a really good performance. Um, really, it's impressive that he's got the Bengals in it every single week. Because without him, uh, this team looks really bad. Even though like there's bits there, but uh, it's it's not great right now.
1: Yeah, from what I saw of uh, Joey B, he uh, they they continue to really focus on using that um, that five wide yep. sh- heavy shotgun offense. And he just—he seems so confident, and he just sits back and he dissects. Not everything's going far, far downfield, but he is pushing it more downfield. Yeah. Uh, it feels like as the season progresses, outside of that, outside of that Baltimore game, and, and he's doing it well, pretty frequently under fire. Um, yeah, I, I think outside of Jonah Williams, you don't really necessarily see it, the rest of that offensive line as being long-term answers. Um, no. And it's nice to see that connection he's kind of developed with T. Higgins. Uh, Yeah, He really seems to trust him on those outside throws, like corners and sideline routes. Um, And and then, obviously, Tyler Boyd into the side. And they're doing all this without Joe Mixon. Um, Yeah. And, yeah, the the pick was, I don't know, just a nice bat at the line by Denzel Ward. And then the strip sack was... It's hard to put that on him behind that offensive line. I, I mean... They're they're not winning a whole heap of games, but I think that's ultimately a good thing this year. Uh, get that high draft pick. Maybe you end up with Panay Suwell. Um, but yeah, I mean I, I would be so happy if I'm a Bengals fan. Joe Burrow's shown more I feel like as a rookie than Andy Dalton showed his entire career in Cincinnati. <laughs> and Andy Dalton was like a good quarterback.
0: Yeah, I, I I you know, you're totally right. Like Andy Dalton wouldn't have the Bengals in these games.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So and, Joe Joe Burrow did everything he could to win this game. It just came down to Donovan Peoples Jones. The goat is got that yeah the goat. He's got the Big Ten blood and uh, he he won it. Baker Mayfield um, completed move,
0: like twenty two c- consecutive passes or something insane.
1: It, it was, was twenty one and his first incompletion was a spike. <laughs>
0: that's yeah that's so that's crazy.
1: Um, moving to Justin Herbert also had a phenomenal game. It, it's crazy that these two both have four touchdowns.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um. Her- Herbert, once again, uh, had that Jalen Gaeton downfield connection. Uh, <laughs> Trey Herndon's got to be the worst starting corner in the league. Yeah. Every time I watch the Jaguars, <laughs> he's getting cooked. Um, and then, like, but, yeah, poor, her-
0: poor Chris Claybrook's playing way too much, too. <laughs> like-
1: yeah. But, um, yeah, he- he- his- he's so ultra-aggressive. He hit... Uh two different tight ends for touchdowns, Donald Parham and Virgil Green. He gives these big body guys just a shot. He puts it the ball placement he has is phenomenal. Both both uh specifically that Parham one. Yeah. He just put it where his big boy could go up and get it. Parham's like six seven. Um he's just always looking to take that like the downfield shot. Uh, he looks so competent and confident in, the, in that... Play. Like, they, they go so much vertical game, off-play action, and he just looks so at home. Uh, I know it was the Jaguars, but, uh, like, they, they, he's doing all this with zero-run game. Yeah. Uh, more on that in a bit. Uh, but zero-run game, outside of his own legs, he had a nice... I think it was a 34-yard run. Uh, then I mentioned he ran for a touchdown as well. Like, both these guys have shown through six five six games that they're the exact guy they need to be like i mean joe burrow is he had high expectations but considering what was around him in uh, Cincinnati, I, th- I think it's pretty impressive how quickly he's reached those expectations and herbert overall has just exceeded everything because so many people on draft twitter specifically like it, he was so polarizing he was a lot like josh allen coming out
0: yeah no i totally agree and like again it I think we said it going back multiple years, but the Oregon offense was so bad that they just didn't let him do what he, he does well, as well that fucking short passing game. So like it's like two things. Like one, the Oregon coaching staff's gotta be like, wow, we're kinda stupid. And two No,
1: Marcus Arroyo is a genius. He's got UNLV cooking.
0: Go yeah, go rebs. Um and two, it kinda doesn't it kinda make you wonder why I mean I guess not, but like Herbert probably should have been starting week one. But it's hard to say that. Yeah, in a year but that with, with, with no preseason. Right?
1: I, th- I, 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 there's also always the thing like you don't know until they play in a real game. So who knows how many reps? First of all, he's getting. maybe the the whole plan was to sit him for a while, right? Yeah. Like he might not have been taking that many t- first team reps, and like Terod's good enough that you could watch him uh, with the the kind of the wide receivers in that offensive practice and be like, yeah, we could, we could win games with this. Yeah, no, that's true. Uh, let let's, let's let Herbert. Um, Maturely. Marinate.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and, and the other thing is, like, maybe he's just a fucking gamer. Maybe he gets in a game, he just hits another level, right? Like, some guys can't get it up for practice. Yeah, that was my like problem. Me? I, I
0: would have been in the I, league.
1: I could, oh, but you couldn't get it up for practice.
0: No, I'm not a practice guy at all.
1: See, I was a sick practice guy. Get me a game, and I was a fucking liability. It, it
0: never made, like, playing the officer and defensive line. It never made sense to me. It's like, why am I trying to, like, ruin this guy? He's my teammate. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, it, does, it never computed for me, Rob. That was my issue.
1: See me, I just wanna make my teammates look silly. It's the only thing that I get excited about. Uh slap on the butt from coach. Sick.
0: Uh yeah, we'll see if Ben DiNucci starts this week, Rob. That that'll be exciting to see. Hey, we will have Tua on this on this docket next week. Yeah, that's that's way more exciting than Ben which, DiNucci.
1: Which makes me wonder, um, W- will Tua be more heavily scrutinized than he should be as a rookie quarterback just because these two have been such instant
0: successes? Probably, and especially that the Dolphins are playing well. Like, they're they're in a position to make a run at the playoffs. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. no, It'll I, be... I th- unfairly, but probably, yeah.
1: Yeah, it, it'll be uh, interesting because I, I think at this point, if you were to put your top three offensive rookie of the years at this point in the season, it's hard to take... Um, hard to have... Uh, I can't speak today. It's hard not to have both these guys in yes. that top three. Agreed. For sure. Like, I think it's these guys and Justin Jefferson.
0: Yeah, for sure. And now, like, like yeah, no, I agreed. I agreed. Uh Okay, so who's your
1: offensive rookie of the week?
0: I gave it to Joe Burrow, but in the sake of going somewhere else, uh, I'm going to say Antonio Gibson, who had another terrific game, man. Uh, 128 yards and only 20 carries, and he was kind of just gashing that Dallas defense. They didn't look good. Uh, 56 of his yards were after contact. But that, that six and a half yards per carry, that's that's terrific. And Gibson, I think I called him a hit a couple of weeks ago. He went, what, 66 or something? Uh, yeah. I was too, too low on him. I I, I think I had a more like a fourth-round guy. And it wasn't like I was critical of him going that high, but it was a bit surprising. And I thought, you know, mm-hmm. you, you had to ease him in a bit and have a plan for him. And it was different than with, well, they thought they had Darius Geis, right? It, but,
1: it, it's hard to evaluate him as a running back when... <laughs> 90% of his snaps are coming out of the slot. I, uh,
0: I think he's had more carries and, and, this year than he did yeah, at Memphis or something like that.
1: Yeah, well, like, it was... I remember that one game, he had, like, three carries for 150 yards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, a lot of a lot of his touches would come schemed. So, like, it was clear, like, he could be something, um, but you didn't know for sure. Well, it's funny that both him and Tony Pollard wore... More receivers than running backs. Now they're mm-hmm. both running backs in the NFL, mm-hmm. um,
0: and the best running backs on their team.
1: Yeah, correct. Uh, I I I wasn't as cool as you. I just put Justin Herbert again for offensive rookie of the week. Fair. I didn't have anybody like outstanding enough. I guess if I were to pick someone else, I probably would pick James Robinson, uh, the Who <laughs> we're gonna talk back. about later, anyway. So. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's carrying that Jags offense yeah. he, he he went for 119 uh ran for a touchdown caught a touchdown Gardner Minshew ain't it no but I I also don't understand the move for like benching him for Mike Lennon what's the point of that right like if you're gonna bench him bench him for Jake Luton so we can talk about the loot man uh on this show but otherwise like if you're trying to win Mike Glennon's not going to help you win better than Gardner Minshew and if you're not trying to win Gardner Minshew's doing the job
0: yeah exactly like again as we've mentioned at the very least you've got a long-term great backup quarterback at the most exactly. at the most maybe you're trading him for something cuz at this point I think we know he's he's not a long-term starter though
1: yeah for sure and, and just like this the, I really enjoyed watching this Jaguars <coughs> Chargers game um Partially because Justin Herbert's just a blast, but it, it's fun to watch. Is like James Robinson, knowing it, this guy played at um, Illinois, Illinois State. State, yeah, go Cardinals, um, and and he's been an instant success. He's tough as hell. He runs so fucking hard, and uh, like the fact that he's already better than whatever Leonard Fournette was supposed to be for this team. <laughs> That's so true. Right? Like, like. I, I don't know I I will never draft a running back again. That's my takeaway. I was wa- also watching Philip Lindsay out outplay Melvin Gordon in Denver, and Congrats. Melvin Gordon was a first round pick, and Philip Lindsay was undrafted. So I will never draft a running back again. Hey, I've hey, said it for years. Lindsay
0: and Robinson, two guys we said should get drafted though, and weren't. So what
1: What's up? Yeah, that's wow, geniuses. Um, <laughs> I I legitimately will put this take out there. I wouldn't take a running back. Like obviously, I wouldn't take a running back in the first round, but I wouldn't take one in the second round either.
0: Okay, and then next year you're going to eliminate the third round, and so on and so forth. Yeah,
1: I'm just I'm just working backwards. But I mean, look, Antonio Gibson's been was a third round pick. Yep. You can get these guys in the third round. Yep. You right? Can. You can look at like J.K. Dobbins were on the bench in Baltimore. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but he Tom shouldn't Clinton be.
1: Taylor sucks. He shouldn't be.
0: Dobbins looked really no, good. I know. So. He
1: I, he he has. I I think hopefully in the back half of the season they they start to. They're
0: saving more. him. You're right.
1: Yeah, pr- to run wild on the Steelers this weekend to break my fucking I bet head. you will be. Uh, I bet you will be. <laughs> don't say that. Uh, okay, who's who's your defensive rookie? This hey,
0: week? hey, Rob. It's another week where I didn't have a standout uh, really at all. So I'm gonna give it to a guy that's been a standout this year, Antoine Winfield Jr. I've,
1: I've decided you just don't know how to watch defense.
0: <laughs> Probably. No, I'm bad at alive. Anyway. N- next
1: year, next year, you'll handle all the offensive rookies. I'll handle all the defensive rookies. <laughs> okay, that'd be sick.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah it be awful for me <laughs> yeah but i'm giving it to the wind man because he got his first career pick it was a nice diving one and he didn't give up anything in coverage so I... that's
1: that that feels like he's just missing. like okay the big plays from him obviously come on the blitzes yeah but those almost overshadow just how competent he is as a cover guy yeah like he doesn't ever give up anything it doesn't seem
0: no like. uh there was the one – what game was it? I think it was a night game earlier in the week two or something. Yeah, he
1: did have – yeah, I know. He but it was
0: a, like a miscommunication between him and the other uh, corners, whoever it was. So it's like, yeah, like you just said, It's it's he hasn't had any of these big, uh you know, fuck-up plays that we've seen, even from the better rookie corners and, and yeah. safeties. So easily the most consistently good um, DB among rookies for sure.
1: Okay, um, mine might shock you. Huh?
0: Oh, I'm supposed yeah, to, I was supposed to
1: save that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Devon Hamilton is my defensive rookie. Of the Holy
0: week. shit! Okay, that, that that's true. isn't
1: that. Uh, see, I thought it might. He is awesome. So every time I watch a Jaguars game, like I always like put his name down in, in my good column, mm-hmm. but it's never like a super flashy thing, and I don't think I've I have even brought him up yet. No. Um, this week, the Chargers could not run the football. He's just clogging, absolutely clogging the middle of the defense and like kind of being the the derrick brown but you got him in a later <laughs> round um and, and uh like josh kelly had nowhere to go justin jackson had nowhere to go he he was all, like just eating space he's he's uh, he's massive too right he's six four three twenty i do think in the draft process people said like if you want the third round version of derrick brown here it is um, but what really set it apart was what he was adding as a pass rusher. Mm. He was pushing the pocket pretty consistently. He got two big hits on Justin Herbert. Um, the, the pat, like he's never going to be like a big sack production guy, obviously, but you can see the power. He, he can bring with the bull rush. And when he gets good leverage, he, he can push the pocket, especially in a one-on-one. Um, he's doing a lot of what Derek Brown's doing, uh, but in the third round. So
0: if I remember correctly, I was trying to focus on him in the first couple of weeks and he just wasn't getting on the field that much. So.
1: No, I know. Uh, well, I think they've started to uh, like more on Chase on later, but his snap count way dropped dramatically. Oh, so
0: poor guy. I
1: think, I think, um, they, they're kind of finally starting to figure out that that front rotation. Oh,
0: poor Chase on,
1: yeah. Uh, who's the worst rookie you saw? Speaking,
0: speaking of, of <laughs> speaking of poor guys, I went to Andrew Thomas again. Uh, I feel bad for it. But when you're getting worked by fucking Nathan Gary, Jerry, I still don't know how to say his name. That that's that's not good, man. It's like, I think he gave up multiple sacks and maybe just, like... just
1: to put my hand up, he's also mine.
0: Okay, like it's correct. You're you're right. We pat ourselves on the back. Like, like there there,
1: I is was, there wasn't like any obnoxiously bad performances outside of his.
0: I honestly, I, I think you're right. Like even like the usual suspects that we kind of shit on, they weren't that bad. <laughs> so like like Digs Digs wasn't that bad, but they barely threw the ball. Anyways.
1: Well, hey hey Terry McLaurin killed him. Yeah, the but like on one, one.
0: one 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 time the rest like that's good for Diggs. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Thomas was really bad. I I don't know how many sacks he actually got credit. I, I I think for sure too, and he like was the cause for at least two more. Like just off the top of my head here. Uh, it was it was bad. I thought, yeah, I, thought maybe, I
1: thought the J, the Jerry one I think is like the low light the, of his season. Hundred percent.
0: Yeah, like, that's
1: like the worst starting defensive player in the NFL.
0: He's a he's safety, like, like fuck, basically. Um, Isn't, he's a he's the pride in Nebraska. Yes. Uh, I thought hopefully like he was gonna bounce back a bit because like the benching seemed to wake him up a little bit. Like you know the pseudo benching for Matt Pert, but. Uh, yeah, it didn't. He was fucking bad.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't know what the direction of this Giants team is. Joe Judge doesn't seem like the guy. I will say that every week. Daniel Jones also doesn't seem like the guy. He's uh, faster than Lamar Jackson. He's
0: fast as fuck. They got to do that. Like they they have been doing it more often the last couple of weeks. But they got to just keep going to it. It works. The
1: zone I area. don't disagree. Yeah. I don't disagree. Um, but. Like I, I don't know what you do. Like you can't bench him. No. But like he's getting worse. Yeah. So you're just fucked. I like I think the only thing is you you keep playing him, let him like just get game experience and be terrible. But like you have to fire Dave Gettleman. You have to fire Joe Judge. Like you have to clean clean stat. And the Giants have a history of kind of Holden not firing people. Yeah. Like, I mean, Ben McAdoo should not have been a head coach in the NFL in general. Um, that, would, yeah. yeah, Honestly, very much...
0: <laughs> right now, I don't think they're going to fire Joe Judge.
1: I But do you think they would fire Dave Gettleman and then let, like, which I, I think is always the mistake is to bring a GM and force a head coach on him because yeah. it generally just doesn't work out. Like, the best move is to hire a GM and head coach. In, in unison 10. yeah exactly yeah but like I, I don't know like i don't think dave gettleman's gonna get fired either because you're just too invested at this point yeah like he he drafted saquon barkley daniel jones and andrew thomas back to back to back years and like obviously saquon's great but you shouldn't take a running back there and
0: what's yeah. what's mm. I, I know this off topic but what's daniel jones's leash you think like not like, like is it one more year and if he's not good next year it's it's all over.
1: Well, I think it it just it is so dependent on Gettleman.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's a good point.
1: Like, cause like I I I don't like even if they ended up with the number one pick, I don't think they if Dave Gettleman's their GM, I don't think they're taking Trevor Lawrence.
0: I agree, but like. Which I
1: think is obviously the wrong move, but that's just Dave Gettleman being Dave Gettleman.
0: Maybe, like, if they end up first, there's like, I don't know, the Mars is just takes such a backseat. But, like, in this draft, like, with Trevor Lawrence staring at you, that's too much pressure to not take him. Like, and, like, yeah, it feels but it's like, Dave Gettleman. I, I know, but it feels He's, like every owner in the league is going to be like, you have to take Trevor Lawrence. <laughs>
1: no, not Steve Tisch and not John Mara. Omar is busy watching his daughters be in movies.
0: <laughs> they haven't been in it much lately, to be honest. I saw a trailer hey, for something. Hey,
1: come people. on. Come on.
0: Rooney's in some. Uh, no, did Kate's you not see Mara. Fantastic Four was sick? Oh, shit, it was. That's a good point.
1: Ro- Rooney Mars, is the better uh, actor because she's named after the Rooney family. Alrighty. My other worst rookie is Sam Sloman. Oh, uh, yeah.
0: Who got cut?
1: He got cut. <laughs> Like, I don't understand drafting kickers, but I super don't understand drafting kickers and holding on to them when they clearly lose through training camp and then they're, like, not good through the season and you wait till week seven to cut them.
0: I think it's literally just the sunk cost fallacy.
1: No, no, it 100% is. Yeah. It's the sunk kicker fallacy. <laughs> Let's write a paper um, on it. But, yeah, oh, well you' your last sisel and I'll I, never I, forget your your matching career
0: at least, <laughs> I know that's true at least it didn't cost them like like they're five and two it's you know it's no big deal
1: yeah I know I know I was thinking about that too like he's it's more been just annoying I think for Ram's fans <laughs> rather than yeah, <laughs> right like yeah, yeah. anyway whos who's your prime time star
0: Rob, you know I gotta give it to him baby fucking Isaiah Simmons <laughs> played what five stats? Oh, wow respect i I got another one I just but like I uh, we had to talk about him right Oh, I, I
1: was gonna, I was gonna put him for what looks like a hit. <laughs> sick. I just looked at my big board and he was third player on my big board, and I don't feel good oh about God. myself.
0: I don't. Hey, you should had that sick game ceiling winning whatever you, you want
1: see, see him. him. You see him pepper that that a gap drop and read Russ for the pick. So Made a big sick. athletic play. Look like Brian Urlacher out there, like that's a that's a fucking hit. Yeah, baby. Um, hey, he did win the game. I don't know. He played yeah five snaps, had game winning interception. Maybe I was thinking like maybe this builds momentum to him playing more, but also probably not. But hey, it's nice to at least like he's he's now done more than some other rookies. It's true. I
0: mean, he looked good. It was a nice play.
1: Yeah, yeah. He was using all six four of that length and <laughs> those, those safety ball skills. Um, uh, uh, my my yeah, go ahead. my primetime starts from the same game. Okay, it's your boy Damian Lewis. Yeah,
0: I was gonna choose him too.
1: There, well, there wasn't like any big sexy prime time performance. There was some nice performances, but yeah, uh, Damian Lewis just mauls people. He does, and, and even on the play that he he got temporarily hurt and you you were like your heart was broken until mm-hmm. he came back. Um, like that was a great play by him too, just getting out in front and the, on clearing, the triple option, clearing the way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was a sick play. They got a run. Um, He's just every every time I watch him, I and mean, he's getting better in pass protection, yep. dude. That's the other thing. He is because obviously at the start of the year he was a phenomenal run blocker, but you you could see the shortcomings in pass protection, and uh, he he just I don't know he's one of those guys, one of these guards in this rookie class that just looks like going to start for a decade and be exactly.
0: great. Yeah, huge hit for them. Um, I'll, I'll throw my other one in here, and like you said, well, no flashy performances, but Jalen Johnson had a, like a, a quiet night, which is a good night for a corner. Like, they just didn't throw his way. I think they only targeted him, like, three or four times, and he gave up, like, two for fucking 15 yards or something. Uh, Bears were bad, but uh, just another good game for Jalen Johnson. Uh, just nothing was coming – kind of good was coming his way. Um, I think he got a pass deflection. But, yeah, it, it was he, the, it was a soft week for rookies in primetime.
1: He did ha- – he had the pass deflection on that, like, maybe it was P.I. play. Yeah. Um, yeah, right. He just – but – when you see all these other corners just getting toasted in every game, I just I like I'm starting to fall in love with the guy because he just looks like and he fits so well on that really good Bears defense. But he just looks like he's been in the league for so long. He, he there's rarely like a rookie, an actual rookie mistake from him. Yep he he's been Mister Consistent. Among, like he, I, I, it feels like almost every week he's not one of the five best rookies, but on the season he is just because he's so consistent.
0: No, that's that's a good point for sure.
1: Right? like, But, uh, yeah, love watching that guy. Uh, Underwhelming performance. Who do you hate to watch, AJ? No,
0: it's a guy I love to watch, Rob, but it was probably his worst game. Makai Becton. Um, Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, it wasn't a bad game. But, honestly, uh, it just looks like being on that Jets team and hitting that, oh, my God, this team fucking sucks. What am I doing out here? Rookie Wall is starting to hit him a bit. I don't mm. know. Like he's still powerful as hell, but he just—he's well,
1: was... also been banged up yep. too, right? Yep,
0: exactly. But it just like not sustaining his blocks like usual, gave up a sack, uh, had a false start. It was a like wasn't bad. It was, like not a bad game, but it was his worst. But he's been really good. Um, I don't think credit with any pressures, but it was a little sh- uh, any other pressure I should say, but was a little shaky in pass pro. I think, like, like it's like Andrew Thomas. He's been bad, and the offensive line has been bad, and the team's been bad. Where Becton's been the opposite. He's been good, but still, the offensive line is brutal, and the team's even worse, probably. So just hitting right. that hitting that wall, I think it's it's just hard for a rookie because, like, it's not like he was beating the world up at Louisville or anything, but it just – it must be a shitty situation where he's maybe the – he's probably the best player on the fucking team right now, so – um, yeah, just not 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 the greatest performance against a Bills front that has done nothing all year pretty much. So, um yeah. I am sure he'll come back, but it was maybe a sign of just oh god, where am I,
1: I uh, also maybe it's because he's been so good, right? That yeah, yeah. you yeah. now just expect him to be oh, yeah. playing at this like pro bowl level each uh, week. Like it's yeah, v- versus exactly. my guy. Okay. My guy here, Kouvance. <laughs>
0: who's been bad
1: he's so fucking bad but the snap count went down this week but like he just has zero impact i i've said this every week for now i think seven weeks so like yeah. it's probably annoying to listen to each week but it's just i, I they it's a combination of he he's clearly is not developed at all since joining the jacksonville jaguars uh and they don't deploy him that well no um and it's been up until this point, it was been like, it felt like it was just go out there, kid, make a play mm-hmm. type talk to him. And now the snap count's coming down, and, and it's not like the Chargers have a world-beating offensive line. Um, but he couldn't do anything. Um, meanwhile, teammate Devon Hamilton's wrecking the world on the inside. Josh Allen hey. looks really good.
0: But Joey, so. Joey Bosa's out there after the game teaching him up.
1: Yeah, well, maybe that'll help. That, that was cool. Tom Bali used to do that. So, I love Tom
0: Underrated. Underrated.
1: Underrated, I'll say it Yeah, I mean Hey, Tom, Tom Lee was like four or five Pro Bowls um, Who looks like a hit
0: for you? This is like not one that I'm patting myself on the back too much he, he, I had him pretty much right where he went Harrison Bryant, Sick. baby Austin Hooper That's was as out. good a
1: hit as you can have yeah. You were right about the pick
0: Yeah, Austin Hooper was out uh, He came in, four catches, 56 yards, two TDs uh, breaking tackles after the catch, look good in the open mm-hmm. field with the ball in his hand, making dudes miss, uh, blocking well enough, like a good blocking forward. It's not great, but good. Um, but yeah, it's not. It's not like I'm patting myself on the back, but like first touchdown, nice release to win on the goal line, got out there on the on the quick out there, catch the ball. Yeah, against Von Bell, against Von Bell, against Bell. Uh, and then the second one had to actually go down for a to catch. It's something I always like to keep my eye on for to test out. You know bendable and athletic a tight end is if they can go down and make catches because a lot of them can't so i like to see that and yeah um you, you you said something as i was typing this i swear you want to call your shot on the podcast or you're gonna save it just for uh just for us he's following the mark andrews hmm. path to success there you go yeah uh, and joku had his touchdown finally but he's apparently not happy there hooper's like a tight end too anyway so yeah it, it might be a. Uh, might be the Tim Boyle and the the Mark Andrews with the Hooper and Brian. Well, there you
1: go. I remember I remember with Andrews coming to Oklahoma, he was a little bit polarizing because of his how how yeah. he was used. Right, he was just a jumbo slot. Harrison Bryant played a really similar role at FAU. Yeah, they both won the John Mackey. They're they're both long, but
0: not like the most filled out frames. I
1: think um, I
0: think the difference going into the group where like I think I, I whiffed on Andrews a bit. I was I was too low. I, I, again, I kind of had him where he went, but I was still too low. Um, Brian tested pretty poorly. Uh, I think that was... I was
1: going to say that Andrew, Andrew's the better athlete for sure. Yeah. But uh, th- yeah. It's the, I think ultimately it's the ball skills and the route running for mm-hmm. tight ends that make them both... In, well, Andrew's one of the best now. And yeah. uh, Bryant looks like he's going to be very, very good going forward. And, yeah. and there's some... like I remember um, Lance Zerline was like hammering the table for Harrison Bryant. And look at him. He's right. And
0: like... Uh, significantly crappier tight ends went above him too. So, yeah, Dalton Keane, for screw catch.
1: Uh, I'm gonna go with Caesar Ruiz looking like a hit. Um, <laughs> yeah. Start started at started at right guard against the Panthers. Um, the t- the type is, if I didn't tell you he was playing you wouldn't know, but just because he's Mister Consistent, like mm-hmm. not mauling anyone, no like Makai Becton highlight hits, but uh, getting on his man, driving him downfield, chipping, working to the second level. Um, pass protection. is just Mister Clean. Yeah. He. Uh, I. I must, I know they're banged up up front, but I, I. I'd be surprised if he is not just the starting right guard going forward. He, he's looked um, like a
0: vet the second he got plugged yeah. in. And he, kinda, he, know, he, in, and the kind of like you know, getting moved into the lineup is hard.
1: He's the. He's the Jalen Johnson of the uh, offensive guys.
0: Just Mister Consistent when he's in there. <laughs> there you go. Uh, who looks like a miss? Hey, I went here last week, but uh, he deserves it. And I deserve to look dumb again. T. Higgins, again, because, man, he's stringing together big-time games. uh, Five catches, 71 yards, and a touchdown, which was sweet, where he he rodeoed around and broke the tackle to get in. He looks way better after the catch than I expected. He's getting separation. I was way too low on him. I'm not going to keep bringing this up, but he deserved it again. uh, And I deserve to look dumb, because he's been way better than I expected. And, like... Took a couple of weeks to get up, come on. And I think that's just Burrow and him, uh, you know, meshing more, and it's here and it looks beautiful. And you touched upon it already, just like getting him on those out routes and those sideline stuff and making tough catches and uh, yeah, better after the catch. And the, the you know they run him a bit too. It's um, he looks like a long time starter there, man.
1: I'm mean, gonna I shock the world again with this pick. Uh, I am gonna go with Packers safety and seventh round pick, Vernon Scott. Okay. He he is, I think, going to be their Morgan Burnett going forward. Okay. Um the the way he's used, he's like their their dime linebacker. He comes out of the box, uh really physical player on the line of scrimmage, had a nice TFL against Texans, covering tight ends, um long physical safety i i uh, totally whiffed on him when i when they <laughs> took him i mean it was the seventh round i thought just a like a core special teams guy i i had one drafted great on him and uh here he is making impact as a rookie more of an impact than like hundreds of people drafted above him
0: that's <laughs> true yeah
1: <laughs> so that's a miss for me
0: i got a big hit for you later in the show speaking of the seventh round though you're gonna love it
1: I was ready for you to be like, yeah, well, actually, me, Vernon Scott, top 100 no, player on my no, board.
0: it was awesome. I wasn't there either. <laughs> I barely um, even remember you, him, yeah.
1: You know what else I barely even remember? The days of having nose hair. Because Manscaped just released the Weed Whacker, nose and ear, ear hair trimmer. I can't say that still. Take a look in the mirror, and I guarantee you'll see hair sticking out of those holes. It's time to keep your ear and nose hair looking as nice as your clean-shaven pubes. Manscaped is forever changing the grooming game with their Weed Whacker. This nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags, tugs, and killing yourself by pulling out your your nose hair with your fingers. The premium Manscaped Weed Whacker uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. Its intelligently contoured design enhances the trimming experience, and it's waterproof, which makes for easy operation and cleaning. The only nose hair trimmer on the market with a powerful and rechargeable lithium ion battery that lasts up to 90 minutes of use. Have you ever pulled your nose hairs out with your fingers, AJ?
0: No, because I'm still here, baby.
1: Yeah, and that might hurt worse than nicking your balls. Uh, Comment, AJ? Probably. Manscaped is making whacking your weeds a time to look forward to delivering maximum confidence while providing hygiene. Yes, you will get a replaceable blade every three months to keep your weed whacking time clean and enjoyable. Look, fellas, 79% of partners polled admitted that long nose hairs is a major turnoff. That's a higher percent than Isaiah Simmons will ever play in an NFL game. <laughs> and the other 21% are liars. It's time to upgrade your Manscaped routine with the weed whacker. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Thank you, Manscaped, for keeping our pubes trimmed and hairs in our holes looking nice. Thank you, Manscaped. So go, go whack your weeds. Um, And guess what? Although the World Series might be over by the time you listen to this, football is not. It's in full effect, especially because the Big Ten's back, and that's the best conference to gamble on. And the Pac-12's gonna be back soon so friday nights you're alone and you're sad you don't gamble because maybe you have a problem but if you don't have a problem gamble because it's fun uh and if you're not at a game this year probably shouldn't be because of covid just bet on games armchair bet online today promo code armchair i think i broke there I don't know what's happening. AJ, who needs to step up in this rookie <laughs> class?
0: Um, uh, um, speaking of broke, he's not. He's been good, but honestly, I'm putting Javon Kinlaw, but I think I'm putting here because we haven't talked about him at all. I do think like he's yeah. he, he'd be in like the outplay the boxcar category if we had that on this episode, but we don't. So it, Sorry, I don't think AJ. Fuck. <laughs> Come on, Rob. Adjust these fucking segments. No. Um, he he's been good, but it, it's time to turn those almost plays, those pressures, those he's nearly there on the backside into real impact plays. Uh, the Niners are what in last place in the NFC West, but they can still make the playoffs because it's the best division in history, baby. Uh, but they do need to him to start making those plays and putting those. I don't know stats aren't that big of a deal, but putting it on the board. Um, and I'm kind of shooting my shot a bit. Cause I bet he'll have his big breakout game against Seattle this Sunday. Cause uh, who does? not even though the line's way better, but yeah, I, I just it's just like he's almost there. He, it's like I want to mention him every week, but we haven't. And it's just I'm ready for him to put that two sack game up or the you know three TFLs, whatever type of game up there. So I'm just waiting for that to happen. Hey,
1: I'll hey. stick with a lineman, and I'll go with Lloyd Cushenberry, the center for the Broncos. Mm. Yeah. Um Cushenberry is consistently inconsistent in pass protection. Yeah, it's my been bad. Um, against the Chiefs, he he struggled with Chris Jones. I mean, that's going to happen. But the, there were times where he he like he takes himself in a position. One sack of Chris Jones's came where Chris Jones um, initially engaged with Dalton Risner mm-hmm. and, and Cushingberry slid to help. But he over pursued, and, and, and Jones just took the wide open path to Kitchenbury's right and easy sack. Yep. And that that's been consistently when I watch him, it's a lot of poor body positioning and pass protection, passing off to nothing, being there, and just seems like a lot of confusion perhaps up front. That's interesting. Right? And yeah, that's just like he hasn't been. I, 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 I didn't awful. see that at
0: all on tape.
1: No, well, he, yeah, that a lot of he high IQ guy at LSU yeah
0: um,
1: and a lot of the time when he would get overwhelmed in college it would be when he's one-on-one uh, against power and he struggled to re-anchor but now which has happened like Tyson Olulu killed him but um, seeing this stuff kind of is more worrisome I, almost I think
0: yeah yeah no that's interesting it's I feel like when you you think a guy has got high IQ and then I'm not saying he doesn't, but, like, to see him struggling this, maybe it's just rookie stuff, and maybe he's just not gelling yet. I, I don't know. Yeah, definitely. I'm glad you brought that up. Something uh, something interesting to watch.
1: I also put A.J. Dillon because even with Aaron Jones out, they, like, like Jamal Williams was the guy. Yeah. Um, A.J. Yeah. Dillon had five carries for 11 yards against the Texans, and when he was in on those carries, he's just, like, smashing full speed mm-hmm. into the offensive line. Like, yeah, he does nothing. His legs looked huge, though, so I don't know.
0: But Jamal Williams has been good. Like, really good. Jamal well, – but we knew
1: that. We knew Jamal Williams was a really solid NFL backup, really good pass protector, yep. uh, physical physical inside runner. He's he lost weight he to provide more juicy ca- – yeah, exactly. Like, him and Aaron Jones were not a running back duo that needed a second-round pick yeah. to join them.
0: At all. And Jamal Williams has gotten better, like like you kind of just touched upon, too. Yes. So.
1: Yes. And yeah, so I don't, I don't know – what I don't know, A.J. Dillon would be a sick linebacker, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, who's Who's not ready to play?
0: Hey, I'm going to another rookie center, and I'm comboing with his teammate, Terrence Steele because I mention him every week, I'm, I'm contractually obligated. No, but I uh, started with Biotish, I thought he struggled a lot against the Washington front, gave up a couple of hurries, um, just, I don't know, kind of felt outmatched with the strength of the front, which, uh, not something you love to see from Biotish. And then Terrence Steele, man, even worse. He's getting worse. I swear he was beat on every single pass rush, pass rush rep. That's what it felt like, at least. Responsible for multiple sacks. The Cowboys. I mean, they're a mess, top to bottom, but that offensive line especially. Uh, so it's like it's it's hard to fault these guys. And Biondi hasn't been bad, really, in in, in you know in um, duties that he's been thrown into. Um, but. It's just a mess. I know it's hard to fault these guys when that that whole offensive line is basically injured, but and they're blocking for you know Andy Dalton and now Ben DiNucci and the, Mike McCarthy sucks and I fire him. But uh, yeah, just not they they struggled a lot. They're just not ready to be in there. Uh, I'm gonna go
1: with another Bronco here, KJ Hamler.
0: Mm.
1: Um, mock punt against the Chiefs struggles really really struggles against physicality which was a worry coming out yeah um i i mean part of the issue is like if Cortland sutton was there i think things would be going a lot smoother right for jerry judy yeah. and kj handler and, and Noah offense yeah. for that matter um but when you lose that pro bowl level wide receiver on the outside it brings a lot more attraction to to these guys and if sutton was there to be that 50 50 field stretcher uh do everything guy I think there'd be so much more space underneath for Jerry Judy, first of all, yeah. and it would provide KJ Hamler with a lot more outside deep shot chances. But because he's not there, that kind of disappears. the, the, the defense focuses on Jerry Judy, uh, they just kind of hammer Hamler at the line, and it, it's game over. Um, so it's hard to blame him given the circumstances. And Drew Lock didn't look very good at all. And there's I don't know. There's the Broncos' defense played well, even though they gave it, like. Although forty three points were scored, like the Chiefs I don't think converted a third down.
0: Damn. Snowing, baby. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um but so <laughs> Albert Oakman. I, it, eh? I the Locke just trusts him. That's honestly that's what it is.
0: Yeah. It kinda maybe it was maybe it was smart to bring him in too early, but it was might have been smart. Yeah. <laughs> uh okay, best day three rookie. Donovan Peoples, Jones, baby. Three catches, fifty six yards. And then that sick adjustment to grab that game winner. Uh, his first catch actually came from Jarvis Landry. First of all, Jarvis Landry is insanely good throwing the football. That was a crazy throw. Like, it kind of, like, a fadeaway to hit him there. Uh, and then, like, I, like that, like, Baker put it there, but it was just such an amazing adjustment and the, you know, over top of the pylon and the on the side of the end zone. That was awesome. Uh, I mean, OBJ is obviously towards ACL, so it's going to be interesting to see how much they get Donovan people's jones the football and again did we did we ever figure out why he fell to the sixth round
1: i think it was con- like just generally the i looked at my big board i had him in my top 100 um Holy i shit. think it was yeah um i'll
0: check now too yeah go ahead
1: i i think it was generally the lack of production and like i he shouldn't have fallen that far i'm shocked he got out of the fourth round i get why you wouldn't risk it on in the third
0: round yeah i totally agree yeah
1: like, he had all of the, the the size and athleticism, this five-star pedigree. It just never came together at Michigan. But, I mean, I think that says more about that program, really, than it, <laughs> it does about uh DPJ, who is now going to thrive that he's in the state of Ohio. How funny how that works.
0: Shut up. But it is funny, though. Like, I, I don't know. Like, DPJ, like, you just – I think you're right for all those reasons why he fell. But we've seen receivers go – Higher with with the NFL is strange, AJ. The (laughs) NFL is strange.
1: Why did DK Metcalf fall? Why, right? Versus, I don't know. Why did Antonio Callaway
0: go in the fourth round, and DPJ went in the sixth?
1: Why? Why did Le'quan Treble go in the first round?
0: Well, no, that was that was the right pick. He just didn't put it together.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, sorry, my bad.
0: But like, yeah, I don't know. That's just I don't know. Apparently,
1: evaluating's hard.
0: That like. for real though that's a position we've seen kind of some weird order in the last couple of years and they've been amazing classes but you're right like like jjaw i'm the biggest jjaw fan in the world and i've been wrong but he went above dk metcalf like
1: what's yeah that's that? insane that's like, what's fucking that? insane.
0: yeah
1: i don't know well stanford they just they're the best um i'm gonna go with a receiver as well for my best day three and he also outplayed the box score darnell mooney yeah um Three for 40 against the Rams, but should have had much more. And it feels like that every week when you watch a Bears game, Foles yep. can't get him the ball deep. He destroyed Jalen Ramsey on that stutter and go that should have been at least a 40-yard gain, and
0: Probably Foles couldn't there. get him the
1: ball. Yeah, and, and uh, he has been – his route running and his mm-hmm. speed, like he looks like the perfect deep threat for a team that has a real quarterback.
0: For real. It's like every single <laughs> – that the, the shot there just came in late, and I laughed. Uh, it, like you said, every single week, it feels like he's wide open on a, just a fucking awesome deep route, uh, whether it's a nine or, you know, a, a corner or whatever, or a post and Foles just can't get him the ball. And this one was like less on Foles and more on the offensive line. It was just a nice blitz, but, um, yeah, it's, it's, it sucks that they can't get the ball to him.
1: Um, best UGFA rookie.
0: <laughs> James Robinson, baby. You already talked about him. Uh, He's one of my favorite rookies, uh, but also I had him as my deep sleeper, so I'm going to keep patting myself on the back. And he's just, he, he, like you said, he's the, the, the go machine right now for that Jags offense. And The go machine, that's a sick nickname, AJ. I have no idea what it means, but it came out and I love it now. Uh, what I wanted to say about the Jags offense early, it's like, they're fun to watch, and like Jay Grun's doing like a pretty good job, but... Uh, it's kind of like Minshew, just like it's just so close. Like he's missing these throws, and it feels like they could be doing. It doesn't have the arm. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. And yeah, that's just going to the conversation we had earlier. Do you have someone that's not James Robinson here?
1: I do. I do. I do. Awesome. Awesome. Marquez awesome. Callaway. Oh yeah, he's playing way more.
0: <laughs> yeah. What do you have? What do you yeah. have this week?
1: Eight for seventy-five.
0: Damn, that's a good game.
1: Yeah, him and Deontay Harris were used heavily uh, with both Sanders and Michael Thomas out. Like Alvin Kamara is like the go-to pass catcher, but yeah, like Ka- Callaway looked good. Like he's gonna carve it a long career in the NFL, I think. And he's shown he could be a, a at least an above-average punt returner thus far, yeah. too. Um, again, a receiver lacked production in college, but the athletic makeup is impressive and there were flashes in college but never all came together. You get this guy UDFA and, and now he's uh, he's going to make an impact. Like and like I don't think he's going to be a starting receiver or anything but this is a guy who's going to stick around as a, a wide receiver 4 or 5 who who can provide um, depth and special teams upside.
0: They're so good at finding those UDFAs. They they keep doing they, such a good job. They are rookie who flashed I got two. Uh, first of all, in his first game, Denzel Mims, baby, four catches, forty-two yards, Love the Jets in both stats. Uh, uh, James Crowder was out, so he's kind of like the guy there. Uh, wasn't like a super impressive game, but I thought for a guy who's on a f- terrible offense, uh, looked pretty good and like didn't feel like it was his first career game. I know that's something to kind of a uh, kind of a weird thing to say for a wide receiver, but. I think that's that's a very promising start for a guy that they took, what, the second round, right? So that's great for the Jets. Um, and we barely seen any of this Jets' rookie class. So kind of just a loss here for a lot of them. Uh, anyway, you go to your guy, and I'll bounce back to my second guy.
1: Okay, well, I, I had put Isaiah Simmons, but we talked about him. Um, how about Alex Highsmith, the Steelers' uh, third-round rookie edge? And he's a guy who – started the season as the kind of the fourth edge in that rotation, obviously with Watt and Dupree there. Mm-hmm. Um but he, he he's overtaken Olaf for the third spot and, and um he's shown enough like they're not gonna be able to afford Bud Dupree uh anyway, but yeah I think he's sh- he's shown enough that they're gonna be confident in him replacing Bud Dupree. Obviously not to that level, but the he he's his development has come along strong He's a high-effort player. He's looked really good as a run defender, um, like consistently out there setting the edge, plays with his hair on fire. He's he's like he got to continue to develop the pass rush, but I, I like what I've seen from him.
0: Yeah, no, that's fair. I'll, I'll stick with a, a third-round pass rusher who just had the one big TFL on the fourth down, Terrell Lewis. Who? Yeah, uh, that's a good I, pick. Yeah, I just want to see him get on the field there more because that was a great play, and I think he got credit with a, another QB hurry. Um, Leonard Floyd's kind of contributing, so it, maybe it's a little little hard, but yeah, just keep getting him out there for the Rams.
1: Um, I will give you a Charger, who was one of my favorite like random guys at, uh, at Virginia last year, Joe Reed. Yeah. They got him involved on the jet sweep. He had, it was just two carries for 14, but he scored a touchdown. And I think is that motion, jet motion guy, um, he's yep. going to be fun. I They can't run the ball regularly without Austin Eckler, so let's get Joe Reed involved a little more and get the the jet motion really working.
0: Teams that don't use the jet motion a lot are stupid, and uh, I think it's obvious that they are.
1: Yeah. I mean, hey, my Steelers started using it in Shadow Mac Canada. Mac Canada, baby future head coach somewhere. Um, and, and it's working well. It's like, I don't know why you wouldn't, like,
0: consistently use it. It seems stupid not to, like you said. I know. Uh, Out of nowhere, Rook. Okay, this is yours, baby. Get ready to pat yourself on the back. Dane Jackson, your boy from Pitt, started yes. opposite of Trey White. Uh, early yes. in the game, had a big PBU to prevent the Jets from converting on a third on the goal line. Nice play was actually against Mims. Uh, and then just before half had his interception. I don't know what Darnold was throwing to, but, uh, he pulled off the flat and I think Darnold was already throwing a double coverage. And then Jackson was underneath it and had an easy pick, but dude, look, I know, I know it's the New York jets, but he, he looked legit competent and good. And this was a big game from a seventh round guy and his first time really getting any playing time. So, uh, big hit for the Ronald, uh, I love Jane Jackson. Yeah, you had you had him you had him pretty high. So that's that's a that's a good look for you.
1: Um my I don't know where rook is Packers rookie linebacker Chris Barnes, who mm-hmm. actually ended up leaving with an injured shoulder about halfway through the game against the Texans. But uh prior to that, all over the field, eight tackles, had a sack, looked good blitzing, really high energy guy. Their linebacker situation is a little strange. I think the th- the three best linebackers they have are Ty Summers, Chris Barnes, and uh, Kamal Martin, who's also a rookie. Um, and, and I'm hoping that kind of yeah, it's super weird. Uh, I'm hoping that kind of settles in as the the guys like he, he's man, played quite they, a lot for
0: the Packers this year. Honestly.
1: Yeah, he has been because they don't have good <laughs> inside linebackers. Yeah, I I honestly I think ultimately Kamal Martin, and Ty Summers are, are the two there, but. Barnes kind of, again, out of nowhere, undrafted out of UCLA, and he he looks like a good depth player to have around.
0: Mm-hmm. No, for sure. Uh, start the Rook. <sighs> he's barely gone on the field the last week. I, he, I, I don't think he got a single snap this week. He had one last week. Cam Akers. Like, I'm not saying – being think he's great. bad, AJ. Okay, well, look. Y- you were high so, on well, him, Yeah, but well, I then, would then why safe. would you want to start him over Henderson? I'm not. I'm just saying get him involved, man.
1: It's called start the rookie, AJ.
0: Learn the rules. Well, mine is get the rookie involved. Uh, But, like, when you're controlling a game, (laughs) when you're controlling the game like they were against the Bears and all they were doing is running the ball and he couldn't get a single carry, like, come on, man. Like, mix him a bit in there, Seanathan. I don't get it. I don't know what happened. And and he said he was going to mix him in, so I don't understand.
1: We lied to you, AJ. Uh, Uh, Mine is chiefs rookie linebacker cuz these are all rookies and it's called start the rook <laughs> willie gay he like, like he is their most athletic linebacker by mile yes he he had a, a a wicked you know like when you watched willie gay at uh at Mississippi State where he'd shoot a gap and just destroy a human
0: yeah once in a while and then or like just absolutely thump a dude on the sideline yeah
1: yeah, he 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 had the, he just destroyed a human for a huge TFL. Yeah, he broke up two passes Damn. earlier in the year. He he had a pump block. I'm ready for Willie Gay to just be like he he's basically a partial starter at this point for the Chiefs. Yeah, you know? mm-hmm. he's like the play has increased. Um, it's his play. Sorry, his snap percentage has kind of been all over the place. This was his most snaps, and he looked great against the Broncos.
0: How many, like, how just many that, did he get
1: this week? I, I think he he was over fifty percent.
0: Okay, yeah, because I, I think he for the first like, time, what? for the first time, like 24? 20-
1: yeah, it,
0: usually.
1: It it's been all over last week it was like 18.
0: Yeah, okay.
1: Yeah, so I I think he's like which I I know you agree with this. He's clearly the most athletic linebacker mm-hmm. and uh he provides so much aggression too. I I know he's very like raw in terms of instincts and reading keys and whatnot, but He's better than having fucking Anthony Hitchens out there just tap- making a million tackles six yards downfield or giving up a catch and making tackle. Like, you know what I mean? Like, really yeah. Gay provides you with something your
0: defense needs. No, for sure. And, like, like, I'm looking at the snap counts right now. Like, what's his face? Ben Niemen plays, like, in the 20s or 30s snaps a game. So that's so sick. It's like, I,
1: I could do that for them.
0: I think you are Ben Niemen. <laughs> I can't ever say his name. I'm just. Any
1: any white guy with hair to his shoulders is me, and that's, I am them.
0: That's correct. If you ever see one of those people on the street, say hi because it's Rob.